1: Hi there, you're listening to More Than Potential, the podcast. On the show, we talk about mental health, well-being, and self-improvement. I'm your host, Faith. So today we have a really good episode planned. I'm super excited. I have a good friend of mine, Kiara. She was in another episode. If you guys haven't listened to the episode about Black women dating, definitely go listen to that. It was a great episode and she was one of the guests. So she decided to come back for this topic because this time we're talking about hypergamy and femininity. But let me introduce you to Kiara because some of you probably don't know who she is or if you haven't heard that episode. So Kiara is 22 years old and she lives in Georgia. She recently completed her undergrad and she's doing research about clinical psych programs in her region. She's grateful to be employed and secretly an artist. She loves music, dancing, cooking, etc. She's navigating her 20s with as much pace, patience and grace as she can. She's trying to carve out her own path and enjoy her life in the process. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kiera.
0: Hello. Hi. Happy to be here. I'm glad that you came back. I appreciate it. You're welcome, of course. I'm happy you invited me. I am really excited about the topic at hand. I have a lot of strong opinions, so I'm ready. Oof, I have chills.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. (laughs) The reason why I even wanted to do this topic was because I had seen a lot of different uh, YouTube videos about, Mm -hmm. like, femininity and how to be, like, a feminine woman and how to get into a hypergamous relationship or what have you and so i think it wasn't until i saw that kevin samuels became this really big popular commentator that something clicked for me and i was like oh people really want to hear this kind of content like this is like this is not just a woman thing it's also a man thing too so i think it kind of clicked and i was like you know what we should do an episode on this. So I have to bring on a friend of mine because I'm, I'm she's very intelligent. So I feel like she would have a lot to say on this topic. Oh, but thanks. before we jump in, be sure to definitely share this episode. If you like my content, definitely go and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It's a great way to promote the podcast and make sure other people can see it in the algorithm. It's the best way to support. Tell all your friends. Listen over and over. Stream as much as you can. And of course... Rate and review. So, that's, so that being said, I guess we can get started. I'm ready. Okay, so I guess my first question, Kira, I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Do you define yourself as a feminine woman? And what do you think femininity is exactly?
0: Oh, well, it's kind of deep. Um, So, number one, yeah, I do feel feminine in my body. Um, I feel... I'm a very spiritual person, and so, like, that's more so where it comes from. It's not really about, like, outward appearance or anything like that. It's more like essence, you know? Like, um, there are grand energies. There's give and there's take, you know? Um, I feel like, as a feminine person, uh, when I'm centering myself, like, in my divine feminine, I'm... I'm gifted things like from the universe in this way that's natural and it feels like really pure and honest. Um, An example maybe is like, (laughs) this is going to sound kind of sexist, but it's like, as a woman, and I'm very independent, I can change my oil, right? But I'm just going to ask a man to change my oil. (laughs) Because that's what men do. And they don't have to do that. You're not less of a man because you don't change my oil. But, like, if if I'm going to, like, move about life, like, in my femininity, I am meant to receive. And that means receiving help. That means... Uh, giving things and like multiplying them, you know, like you give me ingredients, so I can make you a meal. You come to me with, um, and I hate to use such like traditional examples, but this is in like all types of realms, you know. Um, but yeah, I do define myself as a feminine woman, um, but I don't think that it's um, something that has to be for everybody. I don't think that there's anything wrong if you don't feel connected to femininity internally, externally. I'll say, like, outwardly, I recently started to, like, really care about how I look. And that's just because I have the time to do so. I don't think that femininity has anything to do with appearance, though. Um, but it is, like, an easy way, especially for men, to see what kind of person you are. Um, but yeah, did I answer both questions?
1: Oh, I mean, you did, you did. Okay, um, you cool. brought up men several times in this, so I was just yeah. curious if like, what is it like to center men around your definition or perception of self, and do you think that you've done this, or do you mm-hmm. see other women doing this?
0: So I was actually having a conversation about that the other day on the topic of jealousy between women, mm. and I was um someone was telling me how they had a friend who told them that they were jealous of her, and it was because of the way that she she felt like men always favored her in a room. Like, let's say they go to, a, you know, a function. Uh, the one friend was jealous because the other friend was always receiving male attention. And she started to behave in, like, a very nasty way uh, towards the other girl because she was jealous of her and i said okay i'm gonna be honest i i don't think that i center men but men are always in my consciousness there are some things that i do day to day that have nothing to do with anybody else but me period there's some things and some ideas that i have about you know, life and, like, world order that don't have anything to do with men, period. But I don't think that I personally censor men in my interactions, and I think that that's shown through the way that I am with other women. There's never been, in my recent life, I'd say the past, like, four years, I haven't had the experience of, like... And I've never wanted to fight over a man. I've never had the experience of jealousy of a woman not never but recently i've never had the experience of jealousy of the look of a woman or like the essence of another woman in a room because it's like for what like what what is the what the what what are they receiving what do they have that i don't have if if i see something on a woman and i like it and and i'm not doing it i'm just going to try it when i go home and i'm going to compliment them because that was beautiful to me. You know what I mean? But I do think censoring men makes you a very um, sad woman, a sad person. Because first of all, men don't even know what they want, right? They don't really know what they hmm. want and they just say things. And so you're con- the, the bar the, is constantly moving and you're constantly chasing it. You know what I mean? And like, I've, it's like I feel like that anyways with with this with with just the way my brain works like I'm constantly like shifting and wondering and trying to figure what direction I need to go in Meanwhile there are people men telling me how I should be and shouldn't be I would go and I would be insane if if I centered men's opinions in my psychology day in and day out if I Dress myself for them, if I spoke, uh, in a particular manner, for them, you know what I mean. Mm. But I'm not gonna lie, I love men, so, yeah, I be thinking about them sometimes. <laughs> I
1: do. <laughs> you know, I this do. is this is already interesting to me because mm. as someone who's like, not straight i Mm -hmm. i find it so interesting talking to straight women about this because i think Mm -hmm. you know with straight women you have no choice like i I really don't think Mm -hmm. you have much of an option in the matter if you find men attractive there is some aspect of you being cognizant and aware Mm -hmm. of how they perceive you and like Mm -hmm. how they place or even rank you as misogynistic as that sounds like a lot of men do participate in that kind of like ridiculous behavior of ranking and we'll talk about that later i'll bring it up later but we'll, we'll, we'll double back to that um okay. but also i think because i am queer i think that although generally i don't believe it's possible to like distance yourself from the male gaze i think because of how we're all socialized even down to the clothes that are available for us to pick to wear for ourselves a lot of it is designed to center men and men's attractiveness and how we need to be appealing to them so i think generally that's true but Mm -hmm. when i have discovered that i don't have to date men that i'm open to dating women i find that i've become super critical and aware of my own performance Mm -hmm. like that's real you know what i'm saying like even the way that i Mm -hmm. engage with men and how i talk and behave and the things I internalize about what men like and what you're, you you aren't aren't supposed to do like mm-hmm. I have in, like internalized that performance and it seeps out in every aspect of life including even like my sex life it's always about what men want what makes me look desirable and good in the moment right not rocking the boat not doing too much or doing enough right. or you know what I'm saying and so I think that like I don't find myself doing that with women in general mm-hmm. but I do it with men regardless of if I'm attracted to them or not, which shows that like how probably how deep this goes for some people.
0: Yeah, definitely. I would like to say as well, like, um, to the, like, I am straight. So it's like, I really appreciate that. You said I don't really have a choice. It's like, I could pretend and be like, fuck these niggas, you know? <laughs> cause, cause I do be feeling that a lot of the time. Like I don't really date. I don't date a lot because I don't feel like I encounter people who can like meet me where I'm at psychologically, you know. But yeah, it's it's like but I gotta deal with somebody. <laughs> like I can't really be like fuck these niggas. It's just fuck the <laughs> fuck them niggas. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> All of fuck all of them but one, you know? But that one, exactly. Oh, I would also like to touch on what you said about um like so there was a tiktok i saw a tiktok the other day and shorty was like there's a difference between like queer femme women and Mm. like straight femme women you know i saw that tiktok yeah yeah and like i was like oh my god that's so true like that's so true like when i think about how like men will say things like i like natural makeup or whatever and like the way that I, like, and it's, but it's, so, like, I can, I can't tell, I'm not gonna say I can tell when a woman likes women, but there's, a, there is a something about the presentation that is just a lot more, like, authentic to self, I feel like, you know, and I feel like that's something that is appreciated because it's, the, like, it's appreciated by women because women can tell that it's pure, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not queer and I'm not gay, but I can imagine that, like, I would want to be with somebody who has the ability to separate themselves from societal standards, which are very much like male-oriented, male-gays type of presentations. Because what's the point of, uh, of, because, like, who are you doing that for? you know like i think it speaks more to like who you are as a person and like how you're able to like navigate your own personal like thoughts and opinions and feelings about yourself and how you should present anyway that was kind of a tangent but i really appreciated that tiktok because i was like men do see us as porn like that's so true
1: no but you're right though like i think that just in general i've found that the way that women show up and present their femininity should be an expression of self but what ends up happening is when we follow these like really really like strict rules about what to do how to act how to behave we all look like mini clones and so as a black woman i know for sure there's only a few different types of archetypes of black women and when you find yourself outside of that people can tell that okay well this person's different like you know how I describe this this is going to sound so mean but it's true like with black women there's like the popular black girl who has like lashes and nails and like fake yeah. hair and she has like a big butt and she can twerk like those are like the megan Thee Stallions of the community they're the ones who are the life of the party the popular black women those are the ones who are seen as the most desirable you have the whitewashed black girls You have the black girls who are alt or alternative or emo or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then everybody else. And so (laughs) I find that people try to get in where they fit in Mm -hmm. and based on the standards of femininity, they decide, well, this is the archetype I'm going to embody. Mm -hmm. But because there's so few, like there's a limited range of acceptable womanhood, types of womanhood for black women. I think what ends up happening is If you find yourself outside of that, you have to listen more to yourself and what you desire, what you want, how you want to present your femininity to the world, how you want to express that. And people can tell when it's true to you. And it's usually women and other like women identifying people who can be like, oh, yeah, that seems more genuine versus, Mm -hmm. oh, you look like everybody
0: else, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's real. That was a good synthesis. (laughs) I'm glad you feel that
1: way. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also something I wanted to touch on um, that you brought up when we were talking about like how we define femininity. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've noticed this, but like in a lot of these like femininity videos, like on YouTube, yeah, it feels like they define femininity as like just being in touch with your emotions and the byproduct yeah. of that will be getting a man to desire you and it's heavy yeah. emphasis on desirability. And I find that so frustrating because the stuff that I define as femininity is not gender specific at all. Totally. I
0: feel that. I feel that heavy. I also feel like there's a big concentration on like outward appearance in those videos too. Like I really try to steer away from like taking in too much of that content just because I am a very impressionable person, like unfortunately. But um, like you know the YouTuber Chrissy. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I I like to listen to what she says for like perspective. But I I disagree with a lot of the things that she says and I agree with a lot of them, but it's she places so much emphasis on you were speaking on this earlier, um, in your live when you were talking about like she, she, she speaks so much to like being respectable as a dark-skinned black woman like and and it's there's so many rules and like regulations and and it is like you said about like being in touch with your emotions and like do like doing things that men find feminine and appealing and then, then that's how you'll get a man because that's the goal and and you can pretend like you don't want that but that's what it is and and then you know what i mean and so it's like yeah i agree completely it's very shallow i agree i don't think feminine masculine we all have it within us you know i feel that i think the
1: reason why it's so shallow is because a lot of these women don't get that they're adhering to beauty standards and rules of respectability that are rooted in white supremacy
0: Mm, that's very true. <laughs> that's very true. That's another thing. Like the the. That's literally what uh, like. That's literally what a lot of the videos are. It's like, how can I be as close to this w- white supremacist idea of femininity that I can, while still maintaining, like while still maintaining myself and being who I am you know what I like it's soft it's pink it's 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 wearing pink and white like pure colors you know what I mean like having your hair long and and done a certain type of way you know I agree it's it's unfortunate but it's like it's the truth and it's in everything, you know? It's in everything. I think, I think a lot of
1: those it's it's literally in everything. And it's so funny because you mentioned Chrissy. I've watched mm-hmm. I used to really like her content. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I had a point where I didn't like her when I first yeah, yeah. heard her stuff. I was like, I don't like her. Something's not ring true to me. But then I broke down a little bit because I was like, well, maybe she has a point. Maybe, you know, I need to work on my femininity more. I need to grow out my hair. I need to paint my nails and get my nails done consistently. And I need to talk in a baby voice and, you know, be demure and soft spoken and whatever else. And so I internalized what she was saying because I felt like, well, that's what black women need to be to be digestible for people. That is it. And what people would try to critique Chrissy and tell her that this is not accessible to all Black women. Like, there's plenty of Black women who will never fit into this category that you're trying to create for Black women. She was, like, chiding them as if they were wrong. But no, they were right. Like, there are certain types of Black women that will always be seen as masculine, as inherently ugly or undesirable just because they are fat, fat Black femmes, just because they're trans Black women, just because there are other types that fit too far outside of the range of acceptable types of women Mm -hmm. for black women and I think that she never she never says this she makes it seem like oh everyone can do this and that's not true if femininity was just about desirability which is a lot of what these women care about when they talk about femininity they're really talking about being desirable Mm
0: -hmm. it feels like a
1: lot of times it's gotten to the point where they don't consider that desirability is about men seeing the value that you have in this system, that is inherently white supremacist, and extracting value from you. So mm. your beauty, the current the, the currency that you have, the beauty that your currency has, because I believe beauty is a type of currency that gets you access to certain spaces. Totally. So like they will basically say, oh well, this type of black woman is skinny enough, is attractive enough, you know, her pe- features are keen enough. Her hair is curly enough. She seems like an acceptable black woman. She's more respectable. But if they see a fat black femme, they're going to be like, oh, well, mm, I don't know. That She's she's not fitting in it. It doesn't matter if you wear a cute dress or wear makeup. That You are considered other. You're considered outside of the acceptable range. So you're going to be demonized no matter what you do. But she doesn't say that because then it would completely invalidate half the shit that she says. Because you would have to acknowledge that white supremacy is not just like some mystical thing in the air. It's a reality. A, a lot I of the things just... that she says about growing your hair long, that is white supremacists. Right. It just is. Some of the stuff, I'm like, this is literally the idea that we are competing with white women on their terms. We gotta have long hair, be a size two, with no with a, with big boobs and a big butt, which didn't used to be a thing, but I guess now it is. Mm-hmm. You get you know what I'm saying? I'm going I on a rant.
0: No, but, I-, I totally get what you're saying. And I had the exact same relationship with her content. Like... That's what I was saying about me being impressionable. like I try to steer clear because it's like some of the some things that are said are true and like if I want to play the game, right? Like if I want to participate in the gameplay of white supremacy in America and society, I can easily understand why it would make sense to like do the things that they're saying that I should be doing to 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 be accepted accepted in society. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, as you said, and it primarily for me, it was that piece about weight that she consistently was talking about in this manner that's like, you should just lose weight. And, and me being a heavier set person, I've always have been a heavier set person. Like, it's not really just you lose weight, like it, you have to heal you have to heal first and you have to care enough about yourself to mm. want to, to 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 treat your body correctly you know what i mean and so she's it, like you just said a half the things that she says says are invalid because they're they're missing a whole point like you should be if, if your purpose here is to elevate and to empower dark-skinned black women, the first thing we have to do as a community of women, we have to heal. Like, we have to. Everything else falls into place when you give yourself the space to heal. And she never speaks on anything like this in her content. She never does. I mean, maybe maybe once or twice she has, but it's very much like you said. Let me talk in a baby voice, and let me let me paint my nails, and all this other stuff that she's constantly telling you that you should be doing. I agree with everything you just said. Yeah, I really do. And that's honestly, sorry to keep going, but it's like that's honestly like my whole issue with like black femininity content, like on the internet. It's so. It's not genuine. And it's pre—it's predatory. You're selling people dreams. As you said, there are just some people who are not ever going to be acceptable. Even if they follow every single quote unquote rule that you're giving them to the T. Somebody is still going to clock them. And beyond that, they're going to clock them because they are who they are. And because they're trying. People hate seeing people that they don't like try too hard They're so mm. ready to, to, to belittle somebody for trying to to fit in you know like like and, and that speaks even further to the point you don't fit in why are you trying to fit in like are you are, like what's wrong with you are you dumb you know you're not like it, it's that's the mentality that some people have about other people so yeah i completely agree with that point of just some people are, aren't gonna fit in this very very tiny box and it's, again, predatory to pretend as though that's possible for everybody. You know? I
1: agree. It's, it's really predatory because it's preying on black women's emotions for mm-hmm. wanting to be desired and accepted. Like, black women who are straight specifically want mm-hmm. to feel like men value them. And so the only way they can think about doing this is to do what they see everybody else doing as if we're gonna get the same results. Well, we typically and historically have not. Like you're demanding, you know, men buy you a Birkin bag and like treat you with this, like sort of like this lavish lifestyle that none of us have access, most of us don't have access to at all. Mm -hmm. And that's how you can decide if a man loves you. Like, oh, is he willing to spend $300 on a dinner date? Is he willing to buy me really expensive items And if you want that kind of treatment, then guess what you have to do? You, If you want this like patriarchal man to give you those things, you need to live up to his expectations. And these men have expectations. Their expectation is for you to be the prototype. You need to be feminine woman. You don't get to have a personality. You need to be exactly what they expect for you to be. Have long hair, be an acceptable size. Your features gotta be right. Your hair gotta be right. It's all gotta be right. You have to present yourself, even the way you act and treat men, as if you give deference to them just for being men. Exactly. You have to be soft. You have to be demure. You have to talk a certain way. and You have to have sex. You have to fuck a certain way. It's all about playing the game of patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's one of my biggest problems with femininity and hypergamy in general. And we'll talk a little bit about hypergamy, but it's just like, it's it's, it's all about patriarchy at the end of the day because these women know they're performing and competing for a certain type of man they're not trying to get just any dude they're not just trying to have love they don't think love really exists not for Mm. them as full Mm. human beings they don't really Mm. believe that they got to perform to get it they got to work hard to get it Mm. and that's part of the the insidiousness of all this is that it's preying on black women's insecurities About being worthless about being undesirable and not having any value and we're telling them you can purchase your value with bundles of hair and lashes and nails and you can perform your way as a respectability enough. For a man of high value to notice you and maybe he'll rescue you maybe he'll save you from your miserable life where you come from nothing and everything will be fine, but most people fail so that shows either it's just not realistic for everyone or it's, it's a really sh- shitty system or there's just a bunch of losers and only a few people are winners and i think that we all look at the few people like chrissy who claims to be some certain type of person because we all want to win and if, if one of us wins we think it's a win for everybody no it's a win for her it's a win it's for, for people like her
0: yes it is exactly it totally is it totally is i love that that's so accurate and true it's and i was i was having that conversation recently as well like about black business and just you know black people all together like we're like we've been trained to like view a win for one of us as a win for all of us and that's just not the case like my individual life has nothing to do with Chrissy's life like i'm happy for her if she has a husband and she's happy and he pays for things for her and she has a nice ring on her finger that's beautiful for her that don't mean shit for me they don't mean shit for me because i'm not her you know she's she's the only person that is who she is right so it's like you're saying i have examples i have evidence you have a lived experience but that's it you know what i mean but just because you're telling, you're telling people that they should do the things that you did or that you're telling them that you did these things and that's how you came to live the life that you desired for, that doesn't mean that it is that for everybody else. And on the part about love, right, people do not believe in love. People do not believe in love. And that's a crippling uh, way of going about life, I personally think. I try to center love, like, in a lot of my interactions with other people. And I receive a lot of, like, uh, <laughs> I, I feel sometimes that people are uncomfortable with me. Even, like, my close friends, you know, are just uncomfortable with me because, like, I love to hold hands, you know? Like, I frequently say to people in my life that I care about, that I love them, you know? And I think people, like, fundamentally have the desire for such. Even if you don't believe it, you still desire for it. And like you said, so if I do all these things that make me lovable, maybe somebody will treat me like they love me. Maybe they won't love me, but they'll treat me like they love me. Like you said, they'll rescue me from my miserable life. So on and so forth. Yeah, I agree completely. I agree completely with everything you just said. So what are your feelings about
1: hypergamy? Because I think like the two are kind of like aligned in a lot of ways because femininity mm-hmm. is just the, the action, the performance that they're doing to get something. And the result is probably like a man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Typically it seems like the result, that the, the way that you can know you're really a feminine woman and that you've won is to get the ring, to get the man. So, I mean, how do you feel about hypergamy, and what are
0: some of the things that you've been noticing? So, I feel like it's realistic. It's a really realistic way of going about life as a woman. Um, I mean, it just makes... It's logical, like, it just makes sense, right? Like... Especially for black women, we have been, you know, we, we all know what the, the hierarchy looks like. We know where our placement is on it. So it just makes sense to desire for a partner who can, I don't know, I don't want to say the word elevate, who can pull us up and out of that placement to a certain degree by, you know, standing adjacent to them. But it's... Hypergamy as a concept is really, like, hard for me to support fully. Um, I support women doing whatever they want to do as long as they're not hurting anybody else. But I just... Like we were speaking on at the beginning of this conversation, it's such a male-centered way of living your life number one to believe that like you have to be partnered at all right like in a monogamous relationship or you know a different style but just like you have a primary partner and then number two that it does have to be a man (laughs) and then beyond that that he needs to be in a certain type of position in order to be, like, worthy of your time and your space. Like, I have, a, that's, like, my biggest problem with it. I understand wanting to be with somebody who is like you, but it's just too classist. I can't really handle it, actually. It's so devoid of empathy, the, the, the concept of it, and devoid of love, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from how much it makes sense to to participate in hypergamy to want to date up. I'm not taking anything away from that. I'm just saying like what's your purpose? Like what's your purpose in doing so outside of materials right? because because if you're in a situation where you don't have like food and a house to live in, like you can go like, figure it out unfortunately we have to work right but you can do that you can get some food and a place to live you don't have to have a man to do that for you you know it's just like it honestly feels kind of like i don't want to say it like this but like you know like victim mentality Mm -hmm. i feel like it just off rip places women in this status of like victimhood like like we can't do for self we we don't have the capacity to do for self and like we need someone who's going to do more for us because we can't do it for ourselves but it makes sense it does make perfect sense to want to be with a man who can elevate you that's what they would say to elevate you a high value man who can elevate you and give you the life that you desire for. makes perfect sense. And it's not something that I don't, don't, you know, completely, um, or that I, it's taught, it's it's like a taught thing, so it's something that I think about often. Like, and it's natural to me to, like, think that way. Like, I'm talking a lot right now, but it's like, in my day-to-day life, like, yeah, of course I want to be with a man who has some money i mean of course
1: for me i gotta be honest though well for you said a lot of things that i Mm -hmm. I feel like are really important like the first is that yeah i I feel like when we talk about what is natural i feel like that is such a hard thing to to identify because everyone Mm -hmm. claims that the things that we're doing are natural it's only biological it's only this and i'm like is it is, is some of this natural or is it just socialized mm-hmm. yes women are socialized to want certain things in partners but the fact that the narrative is that women are socialized to want men who make the most money is ridiculous like previously sure. women have always desired physically certain things and i think biologically the art body chemistry responds to certain people that we find attractive Mm-hmm. So that's why it would explain why you could think someone's great on paper but in real life there's no real connection, there's no mm-hmm. chemistry, you don't want them to touch you. Right. That is a biological argument that you can make because your pheromones got to do the thing in order for y'all to even be wanting to talk to each other again. True. But when we talk about how it's only natural for women to to seek out men who make a lot of money, that's not inherently not, money itself is not natural. When we look at societies where women have been hypergamous and I'll have to talk about what hypergamy really is like, cause, cause I think there's a lot of confusion about what we really mean when we say that, but societies that are have had women that were hypergamous, women were doing this out of necessity. It wasn't like, oh, it's only natural. It was because the forces at play in that society made it very difficult for women to do much else. So they Mm -hmm. needed to get power by proxy, which I like to say is to get some sort of um, status or financial security via the man, not for themselves, not by themselves. So those were the types of societies that I feel like women were probably the most hypergamous because they had to be, it was a matter of survival. But I wouldn't say that's natural because nothing about that society is inherently natural necessarily. It's a man-made society, a construct around what we, the, the, the social issues of that time or the cultural attitudes of that time. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, when we talk about hypergamy, when I say it at least, I mean, like, I'm thinking hypergamy is a way to quote unquote, level up your socioeconomic status. Now, getting with someone who makes more money than you is not the same as getting with someone in a different class than you. You feel me? I do. So to me, I'm already like, guys, like if we're black women, I'm assuming that we probably make less than a lot of people. So it's not hard to find someone who makes more money than us. Mm -hmm. Reasonably speaking, I would say that that's the case. But what people are actually suggesting is like not that. But that they can be a millionaire, get with a millionaire Mm -hmm. when you came from abject poverty. (laughs) Or you're lower middle class and you think you can get with somebody making over six figures.
0: And I'm like, yeah, how? I feel it. How, number one, right? And number two, for what, right? Not for what, but like, to what end? Like... I don't know it's the way i feel, the way i feel about money personally i recognize the necessity of it but i'm really not a materialistic person like i don't really care about like clothes especially like clothes and shoes and stuff like that like it just doesn't those these types of things don't really like stuff like the way okay i'm talking all over myself but just the way that i was raised i we didn't like we didn't really do that like my parents didn't really do that and I had no problem with it it wasn't until like we moved to the suburbs and like I saw people like desiring for things and like wanting things and like focusing on having that I was like oh okay like this is a way to live this is a type of way that people live their lives you know so on the topic of hypergamy it's difficult for me to like wrap my head around the concept completely because I don't really understand it like the way that you're speaking of it and, and, and in, a, in a case of me being like a regular person like I work a full-time job but they don't pay me that much money like I'm comfortable in my own lifestyle but you know and it, like a person like me a to be in a relationship in a partnership with a millionaire like when is like for I, I, I don't I, it's hard for me to it sounds like a movie. like it sounds fake. You know what I'm saying? Like it sounds like I can't imagine that anybody actually thinks that that's like real 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 thing, like a real life to, to desire for. if that makes any sense. I definitely think about hypergamy in a way where it's just like, okay or I'm thinking I'm I'm considering what you're saying now that that's what they're meaning like totally like changing their whole entire life in in a completely different way like um, social mobility but I I it's hard I can't really
1: because where does that idea
0: come from like where are they getting that idea from to do something like that you know or to want that For themselves well two things
1: i guess first of all we have to acknowledge that if you are not a millionaire you're probably not going to even see the purpose of getting with someone who's a millionaire Mm -hmm. because you have nothing in common Mm -hmm. so i could see why you would say like well what is the point of that like for what like why do i want to have someone who makes all this money I'm comfortable where I'm at. I kind of just want someone who's comfortable with where they're at and we can call it a day. Some people, a lot of people are like this. They don't they don't see the need to get with someone in a different socioeconomic class. Like there's no real purpose to it other than like maybe vanity or ego, right? Yeah. Like most people tend to pair with someone who's on their level, just in general. Mm-hmm. So like a, a shooting above or below where you're at doesn't make much sense for most people. Or, and it's not really as feasible, but anyway and then the second thing is I feel like with hypergamy too these women, black women specifically this is why I think it's all about white supremacy they're they're looking at white women and they're like yep white women are hypergamous we need to be hypergamous and it's like well mm-hmm. that's not all white women though the majority of white women are not hypergamous that's true they're, they're not they're just financially stable I think black women because they don't have and understanding about how the system works or even what women are doing because they just looking up from the outside, looking in. They can't even get inside the club. You know what I'm saying? They're looking at other people and it's like, oh, well this white woman, they're hypergamous. The majority of white women are not hypergamous. The majority of white women are marrying people who are financially stable. What you're observing are regular regular white women getting with regular regular white men. It just so happens that those white men are financially stable due to legacies of racism and prejudice in this country. They have a leg up over black men. So they can get with the average white man and it'd be fine with them. That's why you'll see a school teacher with an engineer. It's not because she's leveled up. It's because they were both middle-class. They're both working professionals. One just happens to make more money than the other, but they're technically in the same socioeconomic strata for the most part. That's all they even met in the first place. An engineer is not some crazy rich person. Most of them are very regular, regular folks. Mm -hmm. These are working class white collar people. So to mm-hmm. me, it's like they think like, oh, white women need to be hypergamous to have a stable lifestyle. The majority don't. All they'll do is get with a basic dude who makes good money, someone that they can, they think is achievable, and they get to be stay-at-home moms. They don't have to be hypergamous to get that. But I don't think black women see this. They think of the crazy success stories.
0: Like fantasy. It's a fantasy. Like, that's really how I'm thinking of it. Like to to put it in such a like to put it that way like somebody like me somebody like very much living a regular life you know like to desire for someone who makes millions of dollars <laughs> like has millions of dollars is what like you're saying like you, they don't they're they're missing they're missing there's 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 a it's a puzzle or it's a, a line, a straight line and they're missing like a really fat chunk in the middle. like I don't understand why they think that that I don't understand why that's a topic of conversation number one in our community. And number two, I don't understand where it came from. like who started that like who 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 decided that?
1: I think that just in general you and this is what I was going to touch on this anyway but I think that I don't know who started it but I think black people have always been obsessed with hierarchies in general yeah. and you brought up hierarchies but I thought that was so important because I think that when we as black people have to exist in this system we find ways to cope and get by and for some people a lot of women need the, the hope of the fantasy coming true for them to cope with the yeah, reality yeah. of their situation. And so they have to obsess over who's clocking who, how you rank. And Kevin Samuels plays a role in this too. That's why I feel like Chrissy and Kevin Samuels are the same person. They're just <laughs> one speaking to women and one speaking to men. Because yeah. literally Kevin Samuels is only saying the same thing that Chrissy is saying, but to men, he's basically saying, hey men, like, how do you rank? He literally has a live stream where he's going in Mm -hmm. on black men and being like, how do you rank amongst all other races of men? What is your bank account like? What is your education like? What is your social economic status like? What's your resume? Is your resume three pages? What have you done with your life? And he was telling men that they have to work 60 plus hour work weeks to get ahead. Like he was giving them advice about how to supposedly make it in this system. And I couldn't help but feel like these people are so obsessed with leveling up and getting a better place or position in the hierarchy. They're mm-hmm. just trying to get by. And so yeah. they have to study this shit, create content to adapt, and change their entire personality so that they can even get a piece of the pie. Meanwhile, there's people like us wondering, why can't we just make our own
0: pie? Why can't we but, just like... Yeah. I'm like, what know? pie? <laughs> like, I don't even <laughs> like pie. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's hard for me. It's really hard for me to think that people think of this like... This is, like, these are people's thoughts, like, day in and day out. Like, what can I do to, to, to have some of this imaginary pie that I don't even know actually exists or not? Like, I just heard it exists, and it might taste good. It might be gross, but I just want to see it for myself. Like, I don't understand. I understand, but I can't wrap my... I can't put myself in that position to speak from, like, a place of empathy is what I'm meaning when I'm saying that. I can't... I can't rationalize it. I really can't. But I agree with the point of Kevin Samuels and Chrissy being the same person, like, focusing so much on, like, outward. Like, it, he calls himself an image consultant, doesn't he? Like, <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, an image consultant. Like, and I've heard him speak... I've heard a little bit of his content, like, speaking to men. And, like, the... And then it's... It really, for me, it, it breaks my heart because it's, like... I'm not about to put myself in a position where somebody is just, like, critiquing me in my life for however long, because, for no, I don't need that. And it's like, why do you think you need that? Like, why are you coming to Kevin Samuels, Kevin Samuels, to give you advice about how you should live your life, or, or how you should, like, move onward in your life to, again, taste a little bit of this imaginary pie, you know? And, and, and it, again, it always comes back to, to the predatory nature of it all, right? Because white supremacy as a concept is is predatory. It's colonialism, right? And it's like, I am frustrated by the idea of it because it's like, why do we keep reiterating the same concept in different forms? Like, Like, it's hard for me to even have conversations with people... About certain things because it's like you, 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 you don't even know that you're colonized still internally. Like, you've, you've, you've made no effort toward decolonizing yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that I'm perfect and that I have done all the work, I haven't. But I've done a little bit, like, enough to know that, like, the pie probably doesn't exist. <laughs> like, you're saying, like, white people have money white women, white women just, like, are adjacent to them enough to get in with them and have a little bit more than what they would have had. It's not for us. And, like, why is... Not why, because you can't answer the question. I just feel... I feel, like, pain and frustration in my heart considering the fact that black women cope with their current reality by focusing on, like, what other realities, like, what it could be, I don't know, it's, it feels really, I said this in the last episode, but it feels, like, really dismal, the, the the whole, the whole of it just feels quite pointless, no
1: I I understand what you mean like I think as someone who used to be like really attracted to that kind of content I think the problem was that I wanted so desperately to win like I wanted to feel like I was valid as a human being because I felt like my entire life I wasn't seen and I was like constantly on the losing end you know people are always saying black women at the bottom of the totem pole and it's it's mm-hmm. very clear from day one that that is the hierarchy so i'm like the only thing i can do to get by is to win you know people say black women are ugly i'm going to be considered feminine and attractive if people say black people are poor i'm going to make a lot of money if people say black women are not desirable i'm going to get a man and he's going to be the most desirable of them. Like, I wanted to prove people wrong about black mm. women and wrong about me. And I realize now that's that's giving someone far too much control over what you are doing. Like, if exactly. you live your life to be in opposition to something, like, in opposition to, like, an idea or a stereotype, you fucked up somewhere. Like, exactly. you're doing it wrong.
0: Exactly. It's, like, that whole idea of, like, if you're constantly focusing on, like how to like be content instead of like you'll never be content if you're always focusing on how to be content like just be content you know i think it's hard it's it's such a complicated issue though because it's hard
1: for black people especially in this time we're in a global pandemic and people are struggling financially there's a lot going on Mm -hmm. for us to there's no one is happy no one is safe no one is content we are all struggling and i think that it's not a surprise that so much of this has become about survivalism for a lot of women specifically black women like they think their survival is contingent in upon the man that they attach themselves to so much so that they won't even consider that they don't have to attach themselves to a man at all and i think that it's a financial imperative ultimately at the end of the day like and it's so sad because I know this is about economics. I know it's, like, black people are just broke. Like,
0: we're just exactly. poor.
1: <laughs> we're just poor.
0: <laughs> we can end we're the conversation. We're poor. Black people are just poor. Like, it's fine. It's really like, fine. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, we should just be happy. Because <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. We should just try to be happy in our poorness. I mean, because we have to be. No, I'm so serious, though. Because, like, somebody has to be poor for people to be rich. Mm, who's gonna do it instead of us no offense to us but it's like we've been (laughs) here forever (laughs) we've been here forever we've been here forever and and like you were saying like uh, i lost it but you were saying we're so focused on like like leveling up and like just the having what they have it's not for us, people it, I feel it's it's about like connecting to spirit. <laughs> at the end of the day. It's about connecting to who you are, like like living and being in your like fullness as a person. I, I can't really relate to it because I think I'm a little bit too far gone, really to like empathize with that mentality of it's important to have just to have not for any purpose or for any reason but to have it's so what's the word it's so like it's like puppetry it's like it's so it's so of the matrix like it's so well of course people people do that of course like I can't even (laughs) I can't even like step inside of it to do that with you if i'm being honest it's i think there's some people who are naturally i
1: think i, I don't know to phrase this i think what i from what i hear you're saying a lot of this is about consumerism like mm-hmm. the idea to to have something just to have it to mm-hmm. have excess just to have it like no particular reason we mm-hmm. have all these desires and wants and things that it's like we're constantly feeling unfulfilled because this like part of the matrix is like constantly wanting so many things that you don't have and you will Mm -hmm. always feel like it's never enough. And that's part of capitalism too, is like this feeling like you have to hoard wealth and hoard money that you can never ever make enough money. You can never have enough things. There will never be enough. There's no end to it. I don't think everyone can relate to that. I mean, I can relate to it because like, Mm -hmm. I guess my family has always been more on the superficial end. But, mm-hmm. as I got older, I realized that like literally it was making me sick, like physically mm-hmm. ill, trying to consume so much mm-hmm. all the time like but that's mm-hmm. a whole other that's a whole other episode talking about consumerism <laughs> and
0: addiction it's all related though it really is all related and it, it you know what though,
1: no, but wait, hear me out, hear me out mm-hmm. though there's that's probably the reason why femininity has caught on because it's about consuming something like Mm -hmm. when I talk about femininity, I specifically mean intuition, strategy. Mm And to like, I believe that like femininity ultimately is like what you were saying about receiving, I -hmm. think allowing things to come into your life and not being Mm -hmm. like so forceful about it because sometimes people try to make things happen for themselves Mm -hmm. for themselves like when we really really want something try to make it happen I think someone with more feminine energy allows things to come and go as they please and you have like this like this trust that what is for you will happen for you and using your intuition and spirituality to have you know to guide yourself on this path like it's Mm -hmm. not about reason always or logic or facts it's just about being in tune with your spirit and with yourself and so it's not just about emotion it's also about not suppressing that part of yourself that knows what you really desire what you truly want Mm -hmm. um but i think that we get away from that into the performance because then you can sell people things you can sell people hair and nails and or a
0: book about how to you know a course
1: on how to be feminine exactly exactly A thousand dollar course, girl. A thousand
0: dollar course. To to, to be who you are, right? Like to be yourself at the end of the day. Like, it's not a secret. There's no secrets. Like, what is the secret (laughs) that you're selling? And and people don't even have enough uh, awareness of self to consider that, like, they know, like you said, like, you know, we know intuitively, we know things. Like, sometimes I just be knowing, and I'm like, dang, like, I knew. I knew that. You know what I mean? Like that we have it in us. It's in us already. But like you were saying, like we can consume something. We can we can we can buy some hair. We can we can buy some some lashes, some lip gloss, something sparkly and pink, you know, like it's it's crazy to me that people are still living like this, if I'm being honest. I would have hoped, I'm hoping for in the future. I think that's part of my life purpose is to, like, <laughs> bring people to awareness within their bodies, within, the, within, like, being aware, number one, that they're in a body, right? And then, like, aware of, like, what's going on in their body. But they're not. I think that,
1: I agree with you. Okay, Ooh, there's a lot to say, but I will say this, to keep short and sweet, yes, I think that this pandemic was a perfect opportunity for class consciousness just in mm. general. Right. Like, just in general, I feel like seeing how the rich have gotten massively wealthy mm. off of our quite literal suffering and exploitation in mm. one year alone. So that should have been enough. Um, when we think about what happened with the Wall Street bankers and like that subreddit where people were basically just doing I forgot what they did, but I feel so uneducated. I know what they did. I'm just having hard <laughs> time yeah. articulating it. But either way, you know what I'm talking about. The Wall Street brokers Reddit, they were they were gaming the system basically.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: seeing all this stuff play out has helped me realize there is a level of class consciousness that people are getting about just how fucked up the system is. But There's also a group of people, and I think that this might be the more sizable population right now, who are like, wow, things are really bad, the economy is terrible, political upheaval, but because of all of these things, I'm not gonna be class conscious, I'm gonna figure out how to win in the system. And I may lose, I'm actually probably likely to lose, but I'm gonna try my chances at the lottery to see if I can win. I think the fact that there's so many people who are engaging in this kind of shows you just how bad income inequality is. The fact Mm. that women are like, forget love, forget romance, forget any of that. I need to get with a man who can provide for me. I don't care about literally anything else at this point because it's about my survival. Like that shows you just how bad things are. Like things are so insecure. People are not Mm. starting families like that. They're not being able to move out and start their lives. And people are, you know, going bankrupt and losing their jobs. Like clearly... This would have been the time, but people are like, I need to survive. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I guess. I guess. Honestly, a lot of people are barely making it. Like, I think in a lot of ways, like, I think it's not even just like financially, it's also emotionally. Yeah. This is, we go into a whole other topic, but all I'll say is the concept of safety and Mm how safety is a psychological response Mm -hmm. i feel like people generally don't feel safe right now Mm -hmm. like even people who are financially not doing bad are still feeling very unsafe and so i think that leads people to think that maybe if they can do something get with a person date a a millionaire you know get whatever that they can feel safe they can Mm -hmm. feel secure but that's not the reality um I agree with you. Some of these people are being hypergamous and they want to do these things because they feel like it's going to get them security. But I just have a different perspective because my family went through this.
0: Yeah.
1: You can get with a man who makes six figures. You can be that perfect hypergamous feminine woman with long hair, who's super skinny, church-going woman, loves the Lord, (laughs) amen, and you still don't get the security that you were promised because America's fucking predatory
0: and exactly. one day you can wake up and not have any of that shit. Exactly. Like that's the reality. That you bring up like your family. Cause my dad actually, we were having a conversation and he told me <laughs> when he met my mother um, that he saw her at a party and he walked up to her and he said, I have $4, <laughs> but you're a beautiful woman. And my mom was like, "That's okay, just buy me some crystals." <laughs> <laughs> and he bought her some crystals, and like that's what I'm from, like that's what I'm of, like that's how my people think about stuff, you know. It's like I didn't grow up like poor, but like, and I, but I was very comfortable with what I had, you know. And so again, that, that's why it's kind of hard for me to even like have the empathy with the mindset because it's just so far it's just so far away from me <laughs> it's really far away from my nurturing I guess mm. nature I mean and I, and I do think what you were saying earlier about nature and it not necessarily being natural I, I understand what you're saying in that in that but it's like if we look at money as safety and security and protection like I feel like it's quite natural as a woman to desire for that from a, a, a male partner, um, just in this way, and I don't think, I don't want to, like, talk out of my ass, but I do feel like there's a some biological element to that, like, women seek protection from men, like, in natural order, like, like men men seek the same thing from us, but, like, physical protection, like, we seek that, and, and money is physical, it's, 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 you can touch it. And it's, like, it's an iteration of that in my in my brain that women seek that hypergamy exists because it's kind of, like, a thing that has always occurred. You know what I mean?
1: I don't think hypergamy has actually always occurred or that it's always naturally occurring. Like, I would have to do a lot more research on this. But from yeah. what I understand, it's not the case. Like, that's why I say a lot of it is, like, we need to really decolonize yeah. what we think about mm-hmm. what human beings are capable of and what we would naturally do. Because mm-hmm. when I think about protection um, and feeling safe, like this whole idea of safety, listen, I saw this TikTok, they had me shook. I said, dang, <laughs> safety as a psychological response. That really made Whew! that took me somewhere. But I was like, you know what? That It kind of makes sense, though, because I feel as though, what would it take for a woman to feel safe? Mm-hmm. Is it just about financial security? Some of it is about financial security. Mm -hmm, But a lot of people can provide for you and put money and put food on the table. You know what I'm saying? They could put food on the table. If you're really Mm -hmm. concerned about your personal needs being met, you don't even need a man to do that. True. Most women don't need a man to do that. So when they're talking about, oh, you know, I want a man to be financially secure, I'm like, well, of course, because you want someone like yourself. But when we talk about feeling safe in relationships it is far beyond just the financial capacity there's a lot of things that go into that and so i feel like for me the fact that we're like it's only natural for women to seek this i'm like well that's not in the modern and especially since this stuff has evolved over time maybe there was a point where women felt like because they could not do anything else like they didn't have jobs they couldn't have careers or do anything they were just at the house so obviously they have no rights they can't really read or write They just need somebody for survival. Now that we don't need men for survival on a most basic level, the idea that women are like, I'm seeking security and safety in a man feels so flawed because that is Mm. not the lived experience for women. So it's like, that's why I, I really am starting to understand more why theorists are saying safety is a psychological response because women feel psychologically safer with men knowing that that's not really the case. But Mm -hmm. there is something conditioned in us to make us think that if we have a man in the home, we are somehow safer. If we get his money, we're somehow safer. But a lot of us are still subject to that financial abuse, physical abuse, emotional Mm -hmm. abuse, what have you, from these men that we are trained to feel safe around, only in a specific context. Because every other man, we're afraid of. Do you how that doesn't make sense? Like, how is it that we're told to be afraid of men?
0: That made perfect sense, everything you just said. I'm, We're told I'm, to
1: be afraid of men, but then seek yeah. out their desirability to then get with a man that we
0: think is going to suddenly treat us different than every other woman. That's what I was saying earlier, like, fuck these niggas, except that one nigga. Right. <laughs> but that don't make no sense, but it don't. It really don't make no sense. It, things I'm going to think about in the shower. <laughs> I would think about this all day. Like, you're exactly right. It is. I don't really feel safer with men. I desire for safety from men don't really feel safer and then like if I can consider like the impact that like you know if you can consider like the impact that like our par- parental relationships have you know on how we go about living with other people and like the relationship that I have with my father like the I desire for safety maybe from other men because I feel like that's what i desire for from my father you know like and i feel like maybe i always didn't feel safe i felt safe a lot but maybe i didn't always feel safe and it's like a psychological response to my past you know like five-year-old me is like oh where's dad you know My dad was like downstairs i just didn't know and so i'm worried and now i want and now i'm like oh my god my dad isn't always going to be there and now i'm going like throughout my life with my inner child like where's your dad like where's where's the safety where's the comfort where's the protector that's crazy
1: you know what though weirdly that safety is not on a financial sense on a most yeah. f- basic fundamental level when you're a child, it's the emotional connection, that feeling of being safe that we're seeking. Exactly. And so I feel like a lot of women today are seeking that safe place mm-hmm. in a man, like that yeah. feeling that you can be truly comforted by him and that you yeah. feel understood. And he's not a threat mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. That and is what like, we're seeking.
0: Yeah. And I feel like I've been taught that men show love through like giving you things and like <laughs> money providing for you financially like that's that's like very much if a man spends money on me that's something that I feel I feel like he's doing it because he wants to show up for me and wants to provide for me provide and keep me safe but it's not that's not real that's not really real that's crazy to think about I just want to say
1: thank you for coming onto the show I really appreciate it do you have any final thoughts that you want to you know leave us with any any particular golden nuggets of wisdom
0: (laughs) Uh, be yourself you know meditate it's okay you have everything inside of you already you don't need anything else except you know the basics food shelter water that's it just live your life and make the choice to be happy if you can Mm. i
1: agree i think that for a lot of women we need to do some more thinking right about why we feel so compelled to Mm -hmm. show that we're feminine real women in a very specific way um perhaps doing a little bit of reading maybe mm-hmm. on this sort of beauty standards that exist in America and why it was specifically meant to be exclusionary to women like you and a mm-hmm. trans women. Um, it was meant to be that way. And you don't feel like a real woman and you don't feel feminine for a reason. You know, like it's, 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 it's for a reason. It's to take advantage of your insecurities, your manufactured insecurities, to then sell you things. Mm. So, like, please think about that. Like, really internalize that there are always people who are going to profit from your insecurities and the things that you are embarrassed about when it comes to yourself. And if your desirability, if you are, if, I always say to Black women that, like, your focus should not be about desirability necessarily because Black women are attractive. This is not about you being ugly, it's about people feeling that you don't have value because the system is dehumanizing, and that is the problem. Don't look at men and be like, well, this man did not pay me attention because he does not see value in me and think that you can perform your way out of that. You cannot. That person is dehumanizing you because you're a black woman. Let it ride. Like, there's nothing you can do about that. You shouldn't even be thinking about them because their opinion is not important. Stop focusing on being desirable to men. Start focusing on getting power for yourself to change your situation in this system and learn, learn to love yourself. You know, it's a lifelong journey. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 gonna be a lifelong thing. But I think if you spend more time focusing on you, decentering men and your politics and in your personal life, focus on you and what you want. You will be much happier, you'll have more money, and you'll be less stressed. But that's just my two cents.
0: That was good. That was good two cents. Thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the, the show. As always, it has been a pleasure. So guys, thank you so much for listening to the episode. If you want to catch the next episode next Tuesday, stick around. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like and share. Um, share it with your friends. And of course, be sure to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts so it can help us grow and spread the word about the show. So thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you have a fantastic day.